Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. You are listening to The Bird Calls on the Off the Glass, Nothing But Net, and Up and Under networks. For more on your Pelicans, go to iTunes, search The Bird Calls, and subscribe today. All right, what's up, Pels fans? Welcome to another episode of the Bird Calls Podcast. I'm your host and contributor to thebirdrights.com, Preston Ellis. And today, we're breaking down Nicola Melli with the newest member of the Bird Rights. But first, we need to bring in our editor-in-chief, the man whose bathroom is messier than the Phoenix Suns offseason, Mr. <laughs> Ali Cosell. What's up, sir? All right, we're first going to clarify that. My bathroom is messy because we're going to undergo a remodel. All right, so don't let him Preston... <laughs> underwhelm or whatever basically throw everybody out there no i'm not excited about it preston i go straight from having a couple nice vacations seeing you in vegas to basically a whole bunch of work again well you did it to yourself i remember you did renovations like this just a year ago and you were so anxious to do it again that here we are but it does make our podcast interesting i don't know if you guys can hear the dishes in the background but why are dishes being cleaned in your bathroom anyway it's all confusing to me well that was a year ago that's when I didn't have a kitchen sink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's bring let's on our move newest. On. We're not going to talk yeah. about this. <laughs> let's move on. Uh, we've got a new contributor to our site. Uh, he also works at 8.9 Seconds, Pacers Film Room, Rookie Wire, and Clutch Points app. Mr. Ben Pfeiffer, welcome to the pod, sir. Did I pronounce your name right? You did. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not that everyone can do that. So impressive. Kudos to me. Uh, yeah. Best no. best in the business right Preston, here. I can... Preston, tell him the truth. You had asked me what the pronunciation was, correct? Well, I guessed first, and you said I was right on the money. So let's clarify that as well. Okay. Let's go ahead All and right. talk basketball. Ali, you're ruining this podcast right now. The All most right, part... I'll be <laughs> I'm kidding. The most frightening part of all of this, uh, talking to Ben is what I'm talking about, was I think Ben was on the verge of graduating high school, or no, I was on the verge of graduating high school when Ben was born, which would mean, Ollie, you were probably around 40. Is that math right? Oh, boy. Why are we deviating from the topic? Let's talk about Nicola Melli. All right. right. You guys can follow Ben at Ben underscore Pfeiffer underscore. You can follow Ali at Ali Cosell. All right, Ben, this is the reason we brought you on 3000 words on Nicola Melli uh, just one week ago. I'll go ahead and give you the floor. Let's go ahead and start with this. Why did Nicola Melli choose now to come to the NBA? That's a good question. And not one, one I'm not sure I can answer truthfully because 
I don't really know, but I mean, if I were to guess, I mean, this Pelicans team is very, very exciting. And David Griffin is done just fantastically assembling this team around Zion and turning around this team after Anthony Davis' departure. So if I educated guess, I'd say he saw a great situation in which his his particular skill set would have quite a bit of utility and and decided to come over and and join the fun. You ready, Ali? I'll go ahead and continue. Uh, I didn't know if we were doing the two-on-one thing again or if I was uh, hosting the two of you. What would you prefer, Ali? You're right. I, I didn't even think about it. So. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll just do uh, – I'll, I'll host and I'll throw a question at you, Ali. Okay. Uh, so, obviously, we've got a pretty crowded backcourt, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later today in terms of finding minutes for everyone. But Melly doesn't really have that challenge. Obviously, Darius Miller and Kenrich Williams can get some minutes at the four. But principally, right now, on paper at least, it looks like Zion's going to get the bulk of the minutes. And as a rookie, you probably wouldn't anticipate him getting more than, I don't know, 30 minutes per game. I'm thinking closer to 25. So that leaves a lot of minutes for Melly. Do you think he's going to be a stalwart part of the rotation? And how many minutes do you expect him to get? I think they're definitely going to uh, give him all the opportunity in the world, both in training camp and in preseason. And, you know, we, can, we, we gathered a lot of information, actually, from uh, Jeff Duncan's article this morning that published on The Athletic, where, you know, he went in and talked to David Griffin one-on-one, and one of the big questions was, of course, you know, deciphering this new guy, Nicolo Melli. And basically, Griffin made it sound like, you know, he had other options to come here to the NBA, basically choosing other teams. But he decided on the Pelicans because of fit and it sounds like opportunity. So you've got to think he's going to be given a lot of those minutes behind, you know, favors and uh, Zion. So I expect him, you know, to see 20 minutes a game or so, because look, the Pelicans need three point shooting. And if you look at their five best, you know, players on paper, and then you also look at the rest of the players that are, might be coming off the bench. Really, there's only a few th- really legitimate three point shooters. So Melly's one of them. So you've got to think he's got to be out there for at least spacing purposes. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of the time when, say, J.J. Redick isn't in the game or if the Pelicans, you know, simply opt to basically, if they're, you know, depending on the game, uh, what, what, where the score standing, whether they need to go on a big run, whatever. There's a lot of opportunities for Melly because of the player, the caliber he is in terms of shooting. And we've got to mention his rebounding, right? He's one of the better defensive rebounders. And I think even Griff talked about him being the best one in the European league on the defensive end over the last like three or four years. So that's what the Pelicans really need. And so if he can provide both of those and he proves that he can do that against NBA competition, I really like for him to get about 20 minutes a game. All right, Ben, let's go ahead and break down his game a bit further. Obviously, everybody's anticipating, like Ali said, defensive rebounding and three-point shooting. However, his game is a lot more diverse than that. And you wrote about it for thebirdrights.com for us. Uh, Wrote about uh, pull-up jumpers, um, obviously attacking into the paint. Talk a bit about the versatility of his offensive skill set for us. Yeah, he's a lot more than just a spot-up three-point shooter. And if he was a spot-up three-point shooter, he definitely wouldn't be as valuable as he is going to be because it's all about shot versatility and shot diversity in opening up opening up opportunities for teammates and being able to use your perimeter players in a myriad of different ways. And Melly's a lot more than that. We saw him, he shot quite a bit off the dribble for a 6'9 power forward, which is just a really impressive skill for him to have. Even if he's not going to be isolating and pulling up over defenders with any sort of regularity, 
the ability to attack a closeout and flow into a one dribble pull up or a sidestep three like Kevin Love does. That's really that, that's really important for his offense to just just add extra value. And he's not like a super crazy athlete, but he's good enough to blow by a lot of bigs who are going to be slower than him and get into the paint where he can rely on his touch. His touch is really good. And he can pass. He can pass out of drives. He can find cutters. He can find open shooters from the baseline. And his passing, his passing is really great for a big man, which is another really important thing. He's he's such a smart decision maker. He he rarely makes dumb errors. He rarely forces bad shots. He's always under control and playing within himself and looking for the best possible shot, moving the ball, keeping the offense flowing. And the Pelicans have so many fantastic passers on their roster. They have Drew Holiday, Lonzo Ball, Zion Williamson. They're all plus passers for their position. And if you can get out there with those three, that's four plus passers who move the ball, who find windows, who create opportunities for their teammates. And just a really, really excellent skill to have there. Nice. Uh, so that's a good breakdown of his offensive skill set and what he's going to bring to the floor. Uh, obviously, uh, Pelicans fans are probably anxious to see him play alongside Zion. However, it appears just on paper that he's probably going to get a lot of his minutes alongside Jaleel Okafor uh, in addition to Derek Favors. Now, how do you think he's going to pair with a traditional big man like that, Ali? Obviously, he's got the size himself to be a Nikola Meritich type player, uh, at least in terms of physicality down there. But we probably don't anticipate he's going to play that role that Nico did do you no and not at the outset especially but I do think it's exciting that the Pelicans did sign him you know we were thinking coming in the season that Christian Wood might have been that floor spacing kind of big off the bench well obviously it didn't work out with him and they went and grabbed Nicola Melli instead and he's, he's a much more polished player Look, people have even reached out to me on Twitter saying, you know, I have no expectations of this guy because he hasn't even played a minute in the NBA. And while that's all true, you've got to understand that the EuroLeague isn't really a bad league. You know, that's the second best basketball league in the world. And you saw his skills. If you looked at any of his video, and please, guys, I recommend you really read through Ben's piece if you haven't already because he's got a lot of great video clips that kind of shows exactly what we're talking about. And uh, so go to the bird rights and please read Nicola Melli could be New Orleans Pelicans unsung hero right away because it will show you the savviness that Ben was talking about all these other things that he brings to the court. And like I said, that you just got to feel will translate because if it did on the EuroLeague and that's kind of the designed offensive strategies for Alvin Gentry and uh, Chris Finch, then he's going to fit right in because they want somebody moving the ball that can space the floor and can rebound and can, you know, play out in the perimeter, especially when you've got a guy like Favors or Okafor down low. So I think he's going to be a great fit. Now, obviously being uh, uh, a long-distance shooter is going to help his game in Alvin Gentry's offense. But just in terms of the overall pace that the Pelicans like to play at, Ben, uh, Nicola Melli has a lot of video breakdowns in your article on some of his his half-court basketball play. How is he going to fare in transition? In transition, he's going to do well because, like Ollie mentioned, he's an excellent defensive rebounder. Despite I could see some, some, some regression there because of a lack of like size or length, especially if he's scaling up to the five or playing that or playing alongside smaller players. But once he does grab rebounds, he has the handle and the fluidity in the open court to grab and go. And like I said, he's not going to force anything. He's going to make great decisions in the open floor. He's going to find teammates cutting. 
He's going to find trailing shooters. He's going to he's going to pause, wait, wait for the best situation to open up. And if nothing open up, if nothing does open up, he's not going to force anything. And if he's not handling the ball, he's going to be awesome sprinting down to his spots in the corner of the wing and filling lanes and just finding the finding the cracks in the defense to spray threes all over the court and like I said when 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 defenses try to run him off line in transition he has the handle and the skill overall to beat them off the line and make plays against a weak defensive front in transition so he's definitely going to fit their up tempo style of wanting to run even though he's not a super athletic player he his skill set fits, fits well in that in that playstyle. I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Now, Ali, real quick, I've got a question for you, because let's get you involved. And since we've been kind of talking amongst ourselves within our group of the bird rights over on Twitter, uh, it's it's been a big topic, you know, minute distribution. And there's a lot of people out there that think, you know, Melly may not see these initial minutes, uh, quite the contrary to what we're saying now, but I want Preston you to explain why you think that he will over guys like Darius Miller and Kenrich Williams, who a lot of people expect to see some minutes at the four. Well, a lot of it comes with familiarity. If you're making the argument for Darius Miller and Kenrich Williams, obviously these guys have played in Alvin Gentry's system. Uh, he has trust for them in that regard. Nicola Melli is somebody who might be facing a language barrier. I don't know how fluent he is with the language, but even regardless of the language barrier, he's still going to be coming into a situation that he's unfamiliar with, with a bunch of guys that he's unfamiliar with. Now, most of the rotation was uh, kind of offloaded. So uh, with uh, disregarding Drew Holiday, a lot of these guys are going to be doing that. But with that being said, Darius Miller's been in the building. Ken Rich Williams has been in the building. Etwan Moore has been in the building. Jaleel Okafor. These are all guys who are kind of inherently fighting for some of the same minutes Nicola Melli is. Now, here's the counter argument. One, the upside. They desperately need shooting. They desperately need size along these guys. Uh, the backcourt is overloaded right now, but the frontcourt actually has a lot of minutes up for grab. And up for grabs and you'd like to see somebody with a bit more size a bit more shooting than Kenrich Williams and a bit more aggressive than Darius Miller in that position at the four and that's where Nicola Melli makes a lot of sense I've got him playing about 18 minutes per game to start the season right now obviously that's that's a situation that could evolve over time like we're gonna see Frank Jackson Nikhil Alexander Walker Jackson Hayes maybe even Etwan Moore these guys are probably not gonna get a lot of minutes to start the season at least I would anticipate they're obviously gonna have training camp battles but you want to see what all of these Lakers guys can do first because if you don't want them in the building you need to know that now if you want to move them before the deadline you need to know that now you can't afford to wait you need to see what these guys can do in your system so it's paramount that Josh Hart Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball get minutes first now I'm going to turn the table over to you Ali because this actually was what I was going to ask you we are not certain at this point in time that Brandon Ingram is going to be ready to start the season. Now, I've broached the topic before how J.J. Redick would pair at the three alongside Lonzo Ball and Drew Holiday, who can make up for some of his deficiencies on the perimeter. But with that being said, Nicola Melli has the shooting that you desperately need. He has a lot more size, I think five inches on J.J. Redick. He's not the most fluid guy athletically, and we saw Nicola Meritich struggle at the three. 
But should that transpire, should Ingram not be ready for the start of the regular season, do you think there's a world in which we can see some Nicola Melli minutes at the three? You know, honestly, I don't. Because when you watch these, uh, just even these video clips that Ben posted, you don't like his lateral movement. And in the, let me stress this. In today's NBA, the position you can play is the, the uh, position you can guard. That's how most coaches play it. That's really how everything is based on, you know, really what's still pertinent about making the, the differences between the one, two, three, four, and five. So I don't think Melly can stick with maybe even 10% of the small fours out there, the, the ones that play the three. So, no, I don't foresee that. That's why I do think that there may be – that might be another reason why the Pelicans actually brought back Darius Miller, to be honest with you. I mean, Brandon Ingram, like you just mentioned, you know, a month after his surgery, he talked about how he hasn't even picked up a basketball yet. Well, he said the same thing to us uh, just a week ago or whatever it was, maybe a few days more than that, like 10 days ago at the uh, press conference. So, you know, with him still not even picking up a basketball, training camp about two months away, there's got to be a chance that if he's not going to miss the start of the season, that he's at least going to be limited to where you've got to think maybe he'll be held to like 20, 25 minutes and probably certainly no back-to-backs. So with that being said, somebody has to fill those minutes. So you're right to ask this question, but I don't think it would be Melly. Instead, I think it could be Miller or, of course, Alvin would go back to what he's always done in the past. And that's the three-man, yeah. three-guard lineups with each one more filling at the three. Maybe you're right. Maybe Reddick could slide in the two, and then they would put Drew at the three with Lonzo running the point. So I think we'll see a lot of variations like that, especially early on in uh, preseason. Yeah. And it'll it'll all obviously be matchup-based. If you have Harrison Barnes, Otto Porter, Andrew Wiggins, those longer, uh, slower players on the perimeter, maybe that's something Melly could mesh with a bit better. I'm going to go ahead and turn this to you, Ben. Obviously, we're expecting him to get most of his minutes at the four, potentially at the five alongside Zion if they do, you know, kind of similar to what the Pelicans did last year with Nikola Meritich and Anthony Davis, where they kind of took turns taking the low post pounding on the defensive end. How versatile do you think Nikola Melly can be on the defensive end, do you think he can guard three through five? Yeah, like Ollie said, I wouldn't be super confident on him guarding threes. His his lateral quickness is pretty rough. Uh, he's He has some flashes of being able to keep up with smaller players, but generally he doesn't handle quickness well. I think he's actually pretty similar to Kenrich Williams in a lot of ways in being a super smart passer with a, a great team defender who struggles on the ball. So I think he probably takes all of his minutes at the four. That's just a little tangent. But getting back to Melly, he's just a really, really smart team defender, which is something I preach all the time on every podcast I appear on and everything I write, how important team defense is and how undervalued it is. And mm-hmm. Defense is a five-man game. It's not a one-man game on offense. One player can carry the load on defense. That's not the case. And you need you need guys who, who make crisp rotations, who – break on the ball and come come from the weak side for blocks and jump passing lanes for steals to generate events all off the ball. And even if you have a guy who's an elite on-ball defender, the, the offense can simply not attack him. But if you have an elite team defender, then it's a lot more difficult to totally neuter his impact because he can always be doing some things. And that's where Melly breathes a lot of goodness. I was talking about this with Ali and DMs, and he said he reminds M- Melly's – Smarts remind him a lot of uh, a lot slimmer Mark Gasol, and I think that's that's really true. He understands positioning really, really well. He's super smart in his rotations, 
and he always has a great nose for where the ball is going to go. And combined with his size and his competent, his competent fluidity for a big man, that is a really, really great asset. And he's going to, he's going to be a guy who a lot of people underrate on defenses because he's a slowish white guy, but he's going to be really effective. I think, uh, especially off the ball and he's a pretty great post defender, or at least he was in the Euro league. I don't think he's going to have the strength or the length to bang with uh, Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic of the world, but there aren't too many dominant post weapons in the NBA anymore. So on most nights and in most matchups, that's not going to be a huge issue. And in terms of his ability to play the five, I do think he can slide up uh, when needed to play next to Zion, ideally, because they are a perfect fit next to each other. And he has enough, enough strength, enough post defense, and enough smarts to slide up to the five. It would kind of be similar to what he did at Fenerbahce, at Fenerbahce with uh, Jan Vesely, who is one of the most feared rim protectors in the EuroLeague, who could kind of be like Zion. Zion's going to uh, just a monster, going to be a monster weak side rim protector, rotating all the way from the weak side to get crazy blocks and steals like he, like he did all at Duke. And Melo's just that sound, sturdy presence that's not going to make mistakes. He's going to be solid on defense. He's going to rebound. And because of that, he's going to be a really – surprisingly effective defensive big man, I think. All right, we got to get out of here. We're, uh, sorry, go ahead, Ali. Yeah, I just want to ask a quick follow-up. I DM'd you, you didn't read it. So, uh, Ben, there's one thing I think that we also need to mention, and I think you did a great job in your article, and that's basically just showing you how intense um, Melly is on the defensive end, and he also adds, you know, talking, and he wanted so much, I think in one of your video clips, even pushing a fellow teammate to get in the position, right? So could you explain that or go into that in a little bit more depth as well? Yeah, it's just the same thing has to do with his IQ on defense and his feel for the game. He's a great communicator. And like I said, defense is five guys working in unison. You, you have to be on the same page and you have to understand what you're doing. And it's really important to have what I mean, multiple guys, of course, and the Pelicans do have multiple guys who are like that. Lonzo Ball is a super, is a super cerebral defender. Drew Holiday is great on that end. So is Zion, and so is Derek Favors. And Melly being able to, to direct his teammates when they're off or cover for teammates' mistakes by – cover for his teammates' mistakes by, yeah, sometimes mentally or physically pushing them to the right spots is really important to fostering a successful team defensive environment. All right, we're going to get out on this. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Ben. Of course, you guys can follow him at Ben underscore Pfeiffer underscore. Uh, we're not going to bother to – to close with Ali because we're going to talk to Ali in just about 10 more minutes. Uh, we're going to bring on Sixers Adam and we're going to talk JJ Redick in the meantime. Oh, you're bringing on Adam. I know. Uh, wow. It's going to be fun. Star studded group today. I know you guys are going to knock start. it out of the park too. Ben, go ahead and tell our listeners uh, more about you and what work you've got coming up for the bird rights or any other platform. Uh, yeah. So I've got a lot of good stuff, hopefully coming up in the future. I have written on Nicola Melli, J.J. Redick, and I'm hoping to round out this little series with a breakdown of the Pelicans' third other free agent acquisition, Derek Favors. So that will be coming in coming days. So be excited for that. And, yeah, that's about it. That's all for now. All right, you guys, thanks for listening. Of course, go to thebirdrights.com if you haven't today already. A lot of great stuff from Mike, Ben, Ollie, so much more. If you want to donate to our podcast, you can do that at patreon.com slash Preston Ellis, or you can do us another favor. Just go to your podcast app and give us a five-star rating. We'll be back momentarily with a breakdown on JJ Reddick, but for now, 
Let's go, pals. Let's dance. Whatever catchphrase we want to go with today. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Bird Calls on the Off the Glass, Nothing But Net, and Up and Under podcast networks. If you like what you're hearing, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes, retweet, share with your friends, and most importantly, subscribe today. Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on condo insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you took minimalism too far because there's only one chair in your entire condo and your only entertainment is one card. Not even a deck of cards, but a single card. And all your guests have to share one plate and one fork, but you're convinced that less stuff means more freedom. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the overly minimalist broom closet you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on condo insurance. Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on condo insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you took minimalism too far because there's only one chair in your entire condo and your only entertainment is one card. Not even a deck of cards, but a single card. And all your guests have to share one plate and one fork, but you're convinced that less stuff means more freedom. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the overly minimalist broom closet you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on condo insurance.